0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Tech Talk. Uh, Here with us today, we have Amit and myself. We are going to talk about GNSS. This might be a bit of an unfamiliar topic to a lot of you, but uh, part of it is very uh, very familiar. GNSS stands for Global Navigation Satellite System. And a lot of you would probably be familiar with a subset of this topic, which is GPS, which we're gonna uh, talk a lot about in this topic. But uh, yeah, the parent topic, the the overall uh, bigger idea is GNSS. And uh, it's an interesting topic, topic, very technical, and uh, quite excited to talk about it today. Amit, thank you for Coming up with this topic, I don't really know a lot, but I'm looking forward to learning from from you today. So yeah, let's uh, let's start talking about it. What's what's uh, GNSS?
1: So global navigation satellite system uh, is GNSS, and but first of all, thank you so much for uh, the introduction, Renath. Um I wanted to touch uh, based on this topic is because. Uh, we are all familiar with GPS and we are all using it constantly in our daily lives for navigation, for uh, checking which are the closest restaurants near us, etc., etc., based on our location. So we are constantly using it. But uh, do we really understand how the technology works and what are the implications and what are the other systems and why GNSS? Uh, what is GPS and what are the other satellite systems? So that's why I just wanted to touch base on this topic to uh, get people familiarized with a type of technology that is quite ubiquitous but yeah I mean a lot of people don't know actually about it a lot yeah and when you talk
0: about navigation system you I mean you know we always come back to this about privacy and security and things like that and GPS or GNSS would have a like a large part talking about how you're being tracked right that's that's a that's a really uh, important part of the topic itself, um, but yeah, I mean, there there, there are so many um, sort of areas where GNSS or GPS can be explored into, and uh, it's it's very interesting and complex topic because you know the the technology behind it is is so interesting and it you know, could date back to all the way back to Newton's uh, theory of uh, gravity and, um, you know, from there and how we found that that doesn't work and Einstein's theory prevails because of the minute changes in in calculations. So these are all all very interesting and hopefully you guys would enjoy this talk with us and as we explore the topic further.
1: Yeah, so so let me first like uh, make it a bit clear that it has got nothing to do with privacy. The reason being, we are just receiving a signal on a radio device. That's it. It's just as simple as that. We are not sending anything out.
0: Oh right. Okay. So all
1: the calculation is done on your phone, on your device, actually. Right. Okay. So, but does Google not track your location? Does it not Google really tracks the location? But the satellite, the system itself, doesn't track it you use a system
0: uh, yeah the,
1: the phone itself will track your location they'll track all the voice they'll track all the search history yes it does but we are not talking about the phone we are talking about the system itself so, right. so let's let's part. let's start from the beginning global navigation satellite system global it means it covers the whole planet navigation means you are using some system to navigate around the planet to go from one place to another. Navigation means to go from one place to another, over land, over sea, over mountains, etc. And the satellite system is basically you are using the satellite, then not a single satellite but a system of satellites, multiple satellites, 20-30 satellites in that system and together it's called a navigation satellites, global navigation satellite system. And there are different countries who are who have made their own systems. And what we call them is a constellation. A constellation, from what we have read when we were young, is basically nothing but a group of stars. A group of stars together is called a constellation. Similarly, a group of satellites together can be called a constellation. Now, if you look back, systems which which were there before GPS came uh we had maps someone had to draw the maps and then we used to look at the sun and then we used to decide where we are but if it is the night we used to look at the stars we used to say this is the north pole sorry the north star and based on the north star if you are in the northern hemisphere if you are in the southern hemisphere you have a different star so if you are in the southern hemisphere you have the uh southern star and based on the star you would be able to navigate Okay, so that there is that constellation there is this constellation and based on where you are, or what you can see, you can then maybe to a certain extent, figure out where you are in the world or how far you are from where you started. So that was how we navigated. Okay, so we look at a tree, we look at the star, then we move, then we look at another tree, another star, etc, etc. And similarly, over the period of time, we looked at how the sun moves. So we have a sundial, so we know how what's the time of the day, etc. So looking at the stars, you could tell the time and you could also navigate. Similarly, with a GPS system, you are able to navigate as well as know where you are in the world and then figure out what time is it. Because based on the location, you can figure out what time is it on your uh, at the particular location. So, GPS. GPS was started by US and it is still operated by US. So, US owns the satellite system. They, they launch the new satellites. Each satellite lasts for about 10 years and once a satellite gets old, they uh, renew it by sending a new satellite. Okay. In that constellation, um, there are about 24 to 30 satellites. Each satellite takes about uh, 12 hours or you can say they complete two rounds of planet Earth in 24 hours okay so two rounds of planet Earth in 24 hours so that's the satellite system okay that is what the satellite is doing now in order to control the satellite you need a ground station you send a signal okay steer here stay in orbit uh okay what is the time on your uh on your uh sat on the satellite okay this is the time here on earth so can we just sync the time like we sync with atomic clocks or we sync with different servers so we sync the time we look at uh whether they are at the right orbit do we have to give them enough thrust so that they stay in orbit then uh is there any software maintenance needed etc so there is a ground system taking care of that those satellite systems
0: so So, sorry to interrupt. So, GPS, as far as I know, it stands for Global Positioning System, right? Yes, yes. So, a lot of the times what happens is whenever I hear an acronym, when I hear the full form, it kind of gives me a bit of sense. And so, I thought that Global Positioning System is like a global solution by all the different countries, they all collaborated. But now you're saying GPS is just US. So, how does this... I mean, what does global positioning system
1: even mean? Like, so uh, basically, the system was launched by US. Uh, when it was launched, it was launched by the US military for their purposes, and it was called NavStar. When it became public, when it was given out to the public, that's when it became actually GPS, global positioning system. Okay, but it is just one constellation maintained by a country. Okay, so those are satellites, someone has to send the satellite, remember that. Someone has to send the satellite, someone has to uh, maintain it on course, then uh, once the life of the satellite is over, they have to send another satellite. And someone has to send it on a rocket, someone has to buy space on a rocket ship to uh, launch those satellites. So someone has to do all that work. Now, there is no collaboration right now. In Even in International Space Station, which is majority... Uh, US, it is still coordinated by other uh, countries but still, it is ISS is all a, a US baby. It is still an international cooperation but it's more of a US baby. So, similarly GPS is a US baby. So, GPS is maintained by US and it was the first system and now there are other systems in the world which can be used for uh, navigation. Now, if you go to GSM so- Arena, Go ahead. Yeah. So
0: um so when I am right now we're both in UK, right? And you know, we're you will, we're getting our positions in Google Maps or whatever. We we're using GPS. As far as I know, it was GPS. But is it not called GPS?
1: So so
0: And when, when you know I'm GPS... through another yeah. part of the world, like Middle
1: East or you know, am I using something else which is called something else? So so yeah, again. So let's 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 cover the basics first, then I'll I'll explain. So, so we have one system, 30 satellites, around about 30 satellites. They take, uh, they complete two cycles around the planet. Um, and, uh, and the satellite is basically sending a radio signal. Why radio? Because radio can travel long distances. Wi-Fi doesn't travel outside our house. So you need a signal stronger than Wi-Fi. Maybe a radio signal, but FM or AM, you don't know, right? So there is a basically a radio signal that's coming. And our smartphones are basically nothing but a radio device, right? We receive a signal from a cell phone tower. That's a radio signal. It could be, it could be maybe not at the radio frequency, but at some other frequencies. But it's still effectively an electromagnetic wave that's coming to your phone. Let's say it's a radio signal because voice is there, etc and we have to carry the voice over a long distance sometimes what happens is it's uh, part of it is traveling digitally and the part other part is uh, like uh, analog but most of it is uh, still uh, radio signal now, this satellite is sending a signal the phone is receiving it and there is a ground station that's controlling the whole system So there are three systems involved, the satellite, the ground station and the receiver. The receiver could be a smartphone, it could be a smartwatch, it could be any GPS device. Okay, we call it a GPS device. Now, how does it, how does your phone know where you are? The satellite is not telling me where I am. I receive a signal. Okay, then I calculate where have I received the signal, how long has it taken. Then I receive another signal. Then based on that, I can say, okay, this signal is coming from this place and it has taken this much time. And then I take a third signal, so forth. So I take about three signals to identify my 3D space where I am on a two-dimensional level without any altitude.
0: Yeah, so this is what I've heard about. Like you triangulate from three different uh, cell phone towers that, you know, then once you triangulate, you could... Kind of yes, yes. Where but it but
1: the cell phone point. tower has a long range. So if you are inside the tower range, you can travel from your house to another house, maybe another two blocks. The range is quite good, right? But if you want pinpoint accuracy, like I am here, not three blocks away, then I need to have a better triangulation system, right? Far better mm-hmm. compared to a cell phone tower. So for that, and when satellite, and when when the smartwatch or smartphone is calculating the, um. Uh, calculate the exact location they don't create a circle uh, or they don't pinpoint like a they don't draw a line or they don't uh, draw what they draw is a sphere in this sphere i could be anywhere in this 3d space i could be anywhere then they take another sphere that's another 3d space right
0: okay sorry but I'm, i'm just thinking like because you said radio frequency right so now the the wave has, it's like, it's really large wave, right? Right. The wavelength is probably like 10 meters or something. I don't know the exact
1: wavelength. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it's in... Is it because of the wavelength that the pinpointing is not possible because... No, it's it's a, it's a simple mathematics. So let, let's, let's say I tell you, uh, you are 300 meters, sorry, 300 kilometers from Trafalgar Square. Okay. Mm-hmm. 300 kilometers of Trafalgar Square could be anywhere. Mm-hmm. Right Now I say you are 300 kilometers from Trafalgar Square, but you are 200 kilometers from Brighton, mm-hmm. Brighton Beach. So yeah. now you know a region. You still don't know a point. You know an intersecting a region. Then you say I'm 300 kilometers from Trafalgar Square, 200 kilometers from Brighton Beach, and I'm 100 kilometers from Dover Beach. So now that's triangulation, right? You have three different yes. points, and now you can say which is the intersecting area, and in that intersection, that would be quite small. That, that will would be, be quite here. small, right? But mm-hmm. in that intersecting area, there will be still two or three points where you could be. Because yes. It's a circle, right? So it will have two dots. So you could be there or there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if, if you if you draw three circles together, and then you see where uh, where the points inter- where the circles intersect, there will be two points of intersection. Okay. So that's that's uh, the triangulation, but instead of imagining it as a circle or a line, imagine a 3D space. So you have the 3D space with a radius from uh, Brighton 3D space with a radius from Trafalgar Square and 3D space with a radius from uh, Dover. And in that 3D space you are somewhere in that region. Get a fourth satellite and now you can tell exactly where you are and you can also tell how high you are, the elevation. but but i mean how is the height determined
0: because this is in a in a geometric space you're kind of you know with the fourth uh sort of you know if you say tower you could sort of pinpoint it
1: more your location exactly but, but pinpoint how it. do you so know, the I'm location the location is for the device right mm-hmm. and the device is at a particular height say you are in mount everest mm-hmm. giving an example so from mount everest the signal will take less time especially from the sky it will take less time to come to you so you can you can decide the horizontal elevation and the vertical elevation right where you are so based on based on where you are located depending on the time elevation. it... Is it because of the depending on the time it takes for the signal to yes. travel yes. all right yes that is oh, what is calculated before that's very intricate that's that's really interesting yeah so it's it's not just like uh, the you're receiving the signal how much time is that ta- it has taken for you to receive that signal
0: mm-hmm.
1: from that particular satellite so all that is calculated and these satellites uh, are sending signals at particular frequencies or range of frequencies and each system so we talked about gps and there are other con- star const uh, satellite constellations Uh, provided by other countries in the world and they use their own system so they must be using a different frequency because you don't want to send the same signal at the same frequency you want to use different frequencies so you don't jam so you don't jam maybe aircraft uh, transmission so uh, 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 aircraft is traveling and they are sending the ATC tower or they're talking to the ATC tower at a particular frequency you have cell phone frequencies you have so many other frequencies so you need to have a bandwidth in which you will send only the GPS signals, and no one else is going to use it for anything else. And then you need to say, my country, my constellation of satellites will send, uh, send the GPS uh, the, the signals only in this frequency. But your satellite, your system will send it in that frequency. So, suppose no, you yeah. move from uh, one country to another, there are different regulations, right? So you cannot, like, um, the cell phone frequencies that you use, say, in UK are different from maybe cell phone frequencies that we use in India or US. Is right? that how it is? Because I,
0: I didn't I'm realize. pretty
1: sure. I'm pretty sure. Uh-huh. I mean, they they might have a limitation, like, okay, if you, because that's why you need a SIM card to register yourself on that particular uh, network, right? Because before, right now, you
0: know, I, I remember, like, I think more than 10 years ago, but there was GSM 900. and. There GSM 900 yeah so
1: i think it's the same set of frequencies but you have to use a particular uh, network in order to access those frequencies so yes you're right you're using the same frequencies everywhere but you have to uh, get authenticated to use that network in that particular region this is what also confuses me because
0: you know what you're saying is gps is only in us so in europe we have no no, Probably, no. gps yeah. is
1: there globally because earth is if you take a circle okay. around the planet earth it's not like you're just going above us but planet. he said that that's owned by us but owned it is available US. everywhere owned by us what that means is if you look at facebook facebook is a us company mm-hmm. yeah right it's okay. like that facebook is used globally but it's a us company it's registered in the us right okay if they have yeah. to operate in europe They have to have a separate companies, have separate taxation, etc. But essentially, it's a US based company, but it's used by everyone in the world. So GPS is a US based system used by everyone in the world. Okay. The other systems that are there is uh, GLONASS. This is owned by Russia. Global Navigation Satellite System. GLO for Global. NAS Navigation SS Satellite System. Okay. For Europe, it is called Galileo. Okay. Right. Then for China, there is Beidou. Spelling is B-E-I-D-O-U. Beidou. China. Okay. It's not the same as Baidu. which, Baidu, is, the, which is the search uh, engine, which is the famous search yeah. engine, which is the alternate to Google in China. Right? So China has their own constellation. Then you have uh, India. India is called something called as Navic. Navigation in, Indian Constellation. Navigation Indian Constellation. Okay. Right. So that's India. And then there is Japan. QZSS. Quasi Zenith Satellite System. QZSS. Okay. So these are the major satellite systems in the world today. Okay. Now, when you buy a smartphone, if you look at the specs, say you go to a website called GSA Marina and you look at the specs for a particular phone, say iPhone. 10 or iPhone, say the recent iPhone 14 Pro you just look at the specs for that and if you scroll down in the bottom you will see uh, navigation systems and there will be GPS, GLONASS, etc etc. So basically what it means is, it is not just using one singular system to tell you where you are and what's your elevation, how fast you are moving but it's using multiple satellite systems to tell exactly where you are and but why is it needed can you answer why is it needed why are these different satellite systems so instead of
0: triangulating it's triangulating from
1: further away or by No, but but gps system could do everything why did the why did europe or russia build their own system
0: so if i am traveling then i am also covered or is it because but gps also covers the whole world
1: right exactly so uh, rina tell me why do we need so many systems
0: so the only other thing I, only the reason I could think of is because if it would give you more
1: accuracy, if you know, if you had, I think from a tech, don't think techno- technology, why? Yes. Yeah, countries... so that was, that, that's yeah. If I, if I kind of zoom
0: out a little bit, international relationships or whatever. I think each country exactly exactly. want to do it for their own safety. And so also... tomorrow,
1: tomorrow, us blocks access of GPS to Russia. How will people navigate in Russia? That's a that's a good point. So, yeah. so there is a there is a war happening uh, now in Ukraine. Russia has invaded Ukraine, and uh, Western countries have put a lot of sanctions. And I'm guessing one of the sanctions would be you're not going to use our GPS satellites. <laughs> yeah, that hasn't happened yet, I think. But yeah, it could very it, it well. Could, it could, right? It's it's a it's a part of the warfare. I mean, I don't know how you block it. Like, do you block it <laughs> when it goes over Russia? How do you do it? I don't know, but It is one way to block access to a navigation system, right? Mm -hmm. Of course, you can also jam a signal. So you're receiving a signal. You can jam that signal from that particular. So you need backups. Mm -hmm. In case GPS fails, the world has no backup. So every country thought for itself, thought for its own benefit, and they have come up with their own system. So Europe has GLONASS. It doesn't mean that you are using just GPS. You are actually using all the systems which are supported by your smartphone, which you are not aware of, which you will be only aware when you are actually looking at the specs. And that's where I got this idea of, let's talk about this topic because many people may not be aware that we are using multiple navigation systems on our So
0: even if I am just in one country, I'm still using all of these... All the
1: systems, all the systems. If if, If the satellite is going above you. So imagine there are 30 satellites uh, for GPS and there is maybe 30 satellites for um, uh, Galileo. And if you're in India, then you have NAVIC. So it has about 20 or 30 satellites and they are there. But at any given point in time, you will not have all the satellites over you. So so suppose uh, the, the 30 satellites orbiting around planet Earth from GPS, not all the 30 satellites will be over India when you are there. Maybe one or two, maybe three. But if you want more accuracy, you might use some other systems. So I'll use system from India. I'll use system from Europe. I'll use system from Russia. And mm. with, those, with all that information, I can pinpoint exactly where you are, under which tree you are. Mm. Right? So in order to increase the accuracy, the systems, th- there are so many systems. So just leverage on those things okay so that is that is the whole constellation and that is the whole idea why we have why there is why we selected this topic of global navigation satellite system because there are multiple systems and gps is the most popular it's the first so it has stuck so now there is a search engine we say google it google is not the only search engine there is bing there is baidu there is many other search it's engines Dark, oh. exactly yeah. so so but we it's like okay just google it Mm-hmm. So it's just like, oh, we have GPS, but GPS is just one system of many. Right, yeah. But GPS, what is it used for? I mean, we know position, location, but exactly what are the what are the main things? So one is your position or location, where you are. Other is navigation, point A to point B. So you use Google Maps or you use any any mapping uh, software and you want to go from one place to another, so you use navigation. So it, it looks at where you are located and from there, where do you have to go? And based on that, it tracks your chart. It then tracks whether you're on track or not. If you go oh, outside right. the road or you miss a turn, then it will be uh-huh. out based on the location. So it's tracking, <coughs> navigation.
0: Then Yeah, tracking. I mean, you start talking about this and then you realize how much calculation is actually going on in all of your mundane tasks that you do exactly. every day. It's is so amazing. It is it's amazing,
1: right? And it's happening in the palm of your hand. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah and also the expertise required to make all of these happen I mean it's just it's just phenomenal I mean but the thing is there's so many smart people are working to make all of these possible but they all have specific expertise the person who is like you know really expert on on GPS system or maybe doing not you know maybe you can't be an expert on the whole GPS. You can only be an expert on the part of it to do one type of calculation from satellite to your phone or whatever, and then all of these different experts collaborating together to make something that is that is so beneficial to the mass mass public. Exactly, it's just quite interesting to me. Yeah.
1: I mean, just just like the internet, right? It was uh, called the mm-hmm. DAPANET, right? And then it became internet because it was open to the public. So similarly, this was Navstar. It was open to the public Mm, for the benefit of everyone, right? But because the military saw that, okay, this can be actually used for so many other people and so so many other benefits. So we talked about location. We talked about navigation. What are the other things we can use it for? Tracking. So if someone gets lost, you can track that person where they are. Mm -hmm. Track track your uh, farm animals. Where they are going? Oh yes, yes, yeah. I mean, anything that
0: you want to track, which needs a higher range than Bluetooth. Yes, that's 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 Location. your answer. So you as long as
1: within, you can track as your long as within
0: Earth, right? I mean, but. Uh, One of the things I always wonder, right? I mean, I I see some YouTube videos where they create like a makeshift balloon to go to space with a camera, and then it drops down after, you know, after it reaches a certain height, it can't go on anymore because the balloon bursts or whatever. And then it kind of drops down. But by the time it drops down, it's like further away from where it lifted
1: off from. So, yes how does the person find that so tracking beacon beacon. so there is a beacon that's constantly being sent and you're just tracking that
0: and the other thing is um you know location in mars you know when when we sent the uh the the i even forgot the name the rover
1: or pathfinder pathfinder, perseverance perseverance yeah so so how do
0: we know the location how are we communicating with them that's not gps of course that is not
1: gps so they they have other navigation system and i'm pretty sure there is a so before you send a rover on mars you have to first send a satellite that can orbit the planet so you track the weather you track the you you map the whole thing so the next step from tracking is mapping Mm. So you have to first, you have to then start mapping. And how you map is, you take the phone, and you start moving around with the phone. So then you can figure out, okay, where are the roads? Okay, how much is the height? And you can then create a map just based on altitude and where you are located. Which are the roads? Which are the rivers? How fast you are moving? If you are on a flight, etc., etc. Right? Mm-hmm. So that way you can do mapping. So that's another way. And the last is time. You keep track of the time based on the location, based on the where we are in the orbit. Right? Right, okay. Because yeah. time is arbitrary, right? Time is arbitrary. I mean, we say yeah. that, okay, time is part of the universe, but it's not. Time uh-huh. is measured against something. What yeah, is that something? there is a reference point. There always. is always a reference point. But which is the original reference point? It's like the question of God. Is there really a God? Uh-huh. What is the original God? So it's, it's something like that. What is the original reference point? There is no original reference point. Everything is referenced against something. Yes, yes, that is that is uh,
0: that is very interesting to be honest. I mean, I know we're kind of off top off topic off, a bit, yeah. but <laughs> yeah, when you talk about length, yeah, there is a reference point even which you know which against which the meter is defined or centimeter but, or whatever.
1: But length you can but, see,
0: time you yeah, can see. Time, that's that's what really like makes me really excited to think about is because time is the reference point is also the reference point itself is arbitrary you're just deciding this is what a second is
1: exactly and yeah. that second is different based on the gravitational force so theory of yeah. relativity says that the time on earth and the time on mars will be different or the time mm-hmm. at the center of the earth and the time at top of mount everest will be different time yes. on an aircraft that is traveling at the speed uh, at very high speed will be different than people who are actually on the ground time of the satellite will be different would, from people on uh, on your smartwatch
0: absolutely and people who uh, who are uh, frequent flyers would age differently i mean it would be a very you know decimal point yes, exactly. uh, seconds exactly. uh, smaller or higher but
1: still uh, you know there is a difference, uh, yeah. there is a difference. Uh, yeah. so when the grounds at when the ground stations are contro- controlling all these satellites even if there is if if there is a 1 second uh, out of sync then the satellite could be like hundreds of kilometers away off orbit so you have to make sure that they are always constantly in sync with the time so that you can track where they are exactly otherwise you can lose a satellite
0: so yeah this easy. is this is actually related to what i was saying in the beginning of our talk that uh, this is how we kind of proved that einstein's theory of gra- you know gravitational theory is more correct than the newtons Yes. Well, you can't be more or less correct. Is I, correct. Think, I think he
1: it's just correct. added a dimension of gravity. So Newton added the dimension of length and uh, time. And uh, Einstein added the dimension of gravity to the whole equation. So Newton said that everything is absolute. Einstein said everything is relative.
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, in terms of gravitational force, though, I think basically Newton was saying is two, two masses are attracted to each other. But Newt, uh, Einstein was saying that we are all in this fabric of space-time, and then we bend the space-time, and that's how the attraction calculation is different.
1: Yes. So the gravity that is actually not gravity; it is the bending of space-time.
0: So mm-hmm. it is like you are yeah. going
1: on a piece of paper, but if there is a ball, you start sinking. You start going uh-huh. towards that ball. So yes. Similarly, uh-huh. I'm I'm going towards Earth be- from Sun. Because I'm closer to Earth, so closer to the, the uh, mm-hmm. what do you say? The curve, the curve that yeah. Earth has created. And if you go towards sun, it is more. So I fall more quicker the moment I enter sun's gravity. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But if I have enough, also, really there YouTube, are some really good graphics around. There are some really good graphics, but those yeah. are all two dimensions. You have to now think about three dimensions because that same thing is applied on top as well. It's not like it's just you're going down; you can go <laughs> up as well, right? The yes. space is bent around it, not just in one dimension.
0: Mm, that's dimensions. that's very interesting to think about
1: because
0: for some reason we're all like I don't know how. I mean, the initial instinct is to just think we about things in 2D. Yeah. But we are 3D people, I mean, and we are very much capable of imagining. I think the, the way we were taught in our education system is to make it easier for us to understand. They probably showed us in 2D and then took us to 3D. But I think we just, you know, got familiar with 2D so much exactly. that whenever we imagine something and that's a that that that's that's probably i don't know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing but yeah i mean we we have to kind of tell ourselves that look we are in a 3d world and imagine you know all the physics around you is happening in 3d
1: so if you think of a wormhole what how would a wormhole look like in uh, space in three dimensional space will it be a hole <laughs> <laughs> it'd be a tube right it'd be it could be a tube, but uh, uh, how do how do you put a tube in space? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. I don't have answers. So, answer to so it. yeah, so in Interstellar, the movie, they tackled this concept, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, the hole will be a sphere. To a, ah, another right. dimension, but so so. Just moving on from the what you said is yes, we mm-hmm. by default we assume everything is uh, we assume everything in two dimension, but we are actually three dimensional beings. So we need to start imagining in that direction. So how would three D space when it's bent look like? We we mm-hmm. we can't draw it, right? We can't draw it. We mm-hmm. can't create a. Maybe we can create a video out of it. Maybe I'll share a video if there is someone on uh, something on YouTube. But yeah, so that's uh, about gravity but let's come back to the navigation system right yeah, <laughs> so, yeah absolutely. so we have exp- we have explored the different types of navigation system we have explored there are three main components one is the satellite system sending the signal one is the controls uh, area which controls the satellite to stay in orbit to maintain it to make sure that its everything is uh, correct and then a receiver which could be your smartphone which could be a smartwatch which could be a proper gps device and uh, the bigger the sensor, the better the signal accuracy. It's it's as simple as that. Uh, the bigger the sensor of a camera, the more uh, the better quality the image is. So similarly, if the bigger the sensor, the more uh, information you can capture and you can e- exactly tell where you are. Okay, so it's important. But of course now, the, are there any limitations to the system? Of course there are limitations because these systems have been Uh, they are there, but they don't know, they can't differentiate between land and ocean, right? Yes. So, suppose you are navigating and it shows, okay, there is a road going, 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 and now you have to go to an island. So, there is a straight line, but it Mm -hmm. has to go through a bridge. But now it takes you to the river. And there have Mm -hmm. been cases where actually someone has fallen into a river because the navigation took it there. Then there have. This been is cases. in the early stage, though, right? Early, when early stage. Sure. Yes. yes. No, but even even. Now. I mean, the yes, Systems are getting better, but yes, it has happened. <laughs> Someone has gone up a mountain and they are not able to go up or down right <laughs> so, so those things can happen with a navigation system and even now i mean when when i try to ride a bicycle it takes me somewhere like it's totally where there is no road i can't even ride bicycle there of course you can walk over those areas but it takes me to those locations where a cycle can't go so those GPS systems are not that, it will not tell you ex- how the land is. It will just tell you your location. So you need to think about that as well. It has got a limitation. It will not mm-hmm. tell you the geography of the land. It will tell you where you are. If you're in the sea, it will know you're in the sea, but it will not be able to tell that, okay, you are in the sea. Mm-hmm. Yes. Tell you, I mean, okay, somewhere in the I sea think
0: the situation okay. is in your cell phone. It cross references with previous data that Google mapped already. And it knows which, what, what, what is street exactly. and what is field and what is water exactly. and all exactly so that's how it uh, so you
1: you you so how google street view or mapping must have done satellite images and then people moving on that so then you can figure out which are roads which are not roads you can maybe do you can create an algorithm where you can say okay these are roads these are
0: that's another interesting part where how google understands where there is traffic or not because i saw another video i knew it before but then this this guy did a youtube video uh, where he actually put it in practice, I think it was in Norway or Denmark, some some European countries, where he got all of his friends' fo- uh, actual mobile phones in a in a trolley. Like there's like fifty mobile phones, and then he was walking around in a very quiet road where there is no traffic at all. But at that time, if you check in Google Maps, it was like red, like fully. Um, you know, full traffic in, in in that road. Because what Google does is Google takes, Google doesn't know whether there is traffic or not, whether there's traffic jam, you know, people have to wait. They just know the GPS location of the mobile phones. And if the phones are not moving in a street,
1: then it kind of calculates that as... as, Exactly, that's how they know there is a traffic jam because if there mm -hmm. are so many people going in a particular direction and Google knows that it's a road from the maps and if Mm -hmm. people are not moving and the speed is slow based on the GPS location, then Mm -hmm. it can connect everything together and then say you're in a traffic. That, yeah so that happened.
0: experiment was was so cool i've i've thought about doing this myself but i couldn't i couldn't gather 50 people so <laughs> from... <laughs> yeah. you need a big like social I, network
1: yeah. you can fool the system uh,
0: there is a the traffic yeah. yeah i mean if you just literally get 50 people walking the same direction but very slowly on a street it will come up as as you can uh, the system. So see, <laughs> that's the thing.
1: Plus GPS system because it's a radio signal, it can be jammed. You can block it.
0: So I right.
1: Yeah, you can. It's a signal, right? Do you, how do you block signals? You just you have some reflectors or you send some opposite signal, etc., etc. So you can always jam it. And you know, there are documentation like, okay, this signal is being sent at this frequency. So you can monitor those frequencies. I mean, of course, there is no information there. It's just position of a satellite. And what will you do with the position of a satellite from Earth? You can't do much. You can't remote control a satellite from Earth.
0: Yeah, but I feel like if if we, if within our audience, if we have like an avid um, uh, telescope person who looks at the stars and, uh, uh, you know, things in the sky... Uh, they might be quite interested that you could calculate where a satellite is from. Yes, that is apps. And apps abs- you abs- point your telescope at it, and then you can see. And I, I saw a video recently, and where the person was waiting, I think for a long time, to see a satellite against the moon. So you know, it would you know they pointed it to the moon, uh, but you know a satellite would go through go past in between and that that was that was actually a very cool video to watch as well
1: i i would i would love to watch that it would mm-hmm. give a nice light trail across the moon that'll be nice yeah so i actually uh i actually used an app to track the international space station and when i knew that international space station was going above me i actually saw it with my naked eyes because the international space station is not very far from us it's it's like a few well oh, that's interesting I, I think it's about 400 kilometers i can't remember exactly but it's mm. it's the closest it is closer to wow, us than that, many cities that sounds like yeah, very yeah, yeah. close to everest yeah 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 uh so so you can actually see it moving really fast with a very bright light with naked eyes uh-huh. no satellite needed it is one of the f- <laughs> so there are trackers which tell you like okay where, when is uh, iss passing over you so yeah wow. so the, it's it's so cool like you can do all these things but imagine with these technologies a smartphone has made us so dependent on it like we cannot travel without our smartphone we don't know what to do if we go out <laughs> in the forest like how do we navigate ourselves exactly but
0: more interesting even i mean especially more interested now after after you know learning all of this from you today is that how much calculation is happening in the background, right? I mean, you think, oh, why is my phone slow? And but you know, it's it's just churning away mathematics behind in the background. So, but no, I mean, it still should be fast enough. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. So uh... <laughs> the
1: thing is, uh, I mean, we should also appreciate the computing power that has happened mm. and in the amount of space, space as in the physical space. So mm. earlier, the computers used to fill up a room. They used to be giant okay, is yeah. so to fill up a room. Now they sit in the palm of our hand. They're that small. And they can calculate much more than what was calculated maybe in the computer that was uh, sent to the moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. So absolutely. so the computing power has become, um, what do you say? The computing power has become very, uh, a lot. Computing, mm-hmm. comput- com- computing power of computers has improved quite a lot and the size of the computers has reduced or the processor. And because of that, we are able to enable all these technologies. We are moving yeah. further ahead. Now we are going to have an AI processor on our chip someday that is going to just create a random AI or whatever. And that will be the next step. So with so much compute power, you can do so many things
0: yeah absolutely i am looking forward to what the future holds unfortunately I'll, i won't be here forever but yeah the next 30, 40 years hopefully uh, we'll be seeing the advent of how things change i mean the way things are changing now are, are like in, in, in mega speed i mean you know 100 years ago I think there were innovations but not at at the speed that we are at, we are experiencing right now, right? I mean, you know, cell phones have gotten like from a brick to, a you know, tiny ones handheld. Foldable phones. Can do so much more, right? Yes. So, uh, yeah, and all the uh, different things where innovation is happening right now in AI and then in med tech, in ed tech, in, in all of these different technologies being um worked on. I'm, I'm quite excited for the future and hopefully our audience are too and uh hopefully you guys have enjoyed our talk about gnss which is a parent topic of gps um uh today with us uh please do let us know if you guys have any suggestion or feedback around what we talk about or what we could talk about in future if any of you guys have a particular expertise or not uh, just want to uh, reach out to us to talk about anything uh do reach out our our contact details and everything is within the description of whichever platform you're listening to us at uh, pick, speaking of platforms we are available in youtube and all the major podcast platforms uh please do seek out if you are just randomly come across to us um, we talk about any kind of technology-related topics, and we'll continue to do that um, for uh, uh, as long as we can, I suppose. And we welcome any any guests in, in relevant topics that we can. Yes. So yeah, hopefully you guys had uh, a bit of awareness, a bit of understanding on the technology behind you know your day-to-day life today and uh we hope to bring you more and more topics in in the coming weeks
1: yes uh thank you so much Renat, for ending that uh ending it on a high i think uh sometimes we stop appreciating the marvel that we have in our hands and uh mm-hmm. we just end up scrolling through instagram and facebook etc but there is such a i mean so much human ingenuity has gone into making that smartphone which is which is the culmination of so many years of efforts and innovation that it's uh, unimaginable, but here it is. And uh, it's it's just good to understand what's happening behind the scenes. So yeah, this is our way of trying to understand it and then bring it to you guys so you can appreciate it even more and maybe you can do something with it. So yeah, thank you so much for listening and uh, see you next time.
0: Yes, thank you very much, guys.